This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Joni Liebman, coordinator of High Country Recycling. High Country Recycling is under the umbrella of Sustainable Ways, which is a 501c3 right here in the Valley. Under full disclosure, Joni has been a longtime volunteer at Westcliff's community radio station. Joni, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's good to be here. And that last phrase uh, is a bit of an understatement. You were part of the opening team when the original radio station was in town. What was that, 15 years ago or so? Oh, my gosh. I think we started getting together in about 2004. You were also a uh, Monday afternoon DJ with your program Soul Jam. Who are your favorite soul artists uh, of all time? Oh, my goodness. Sam Cooke. I would say Smokey Robinson. Oh, my gosh. I love the Four Tops. I, You know, there's so many. There's so many out there. I, I would be totally remiss if I didn't say Aretha Franklin. I could go on and on and on. And you can hear all of those on uh, Soul Jam. That's uh, 2 o'clock on Monday afternoons. Yep. Great. Now, we all know your longevity with the radio station, but how long have you been associated with recycling? I think we actually started right about the same time I got involved with the radio station. Sustainable Ways had a big community meeting, and we all met down at the room at the bowling alley, Rancher's Roost, and we broke up into groups about what we were most interested in, and there was a group of us that were concerned about the lack of recycling in the valley. Having moved here from somewhere else and used to easy recycling, curbside pickup, and so that was probably in... Oh six, maybe. And at that time, was there essentially no recycling or minor recycling? There were four bins over by the sheriff's office, one for paper, one for brown glass, one for clear glass, and one for cans. Okay, so there was, there was some amount. How did you get involved with recycling? What drew you to that? Uh, in this valley, there's tons of places one can volunteer. You know, it's hard to say. My husband, Mike, has always been an avid recycler and reuser. And it was just a um, something that I noticed that was not happening. And just thought, well, I could get involved with something that's going on or could try to grow something that was very limited. And so that's the direction I went in. Local recycling is really in a state of flux right now, it seems to me. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how's the Wet Mountain Valley doing in terms of effective recycling? I would say 4 or 5. Okay. There's a lot of people who don't re- who never recycled, even when it was available and convenient. And now there's even fewer because we've lost so many opportunities to recycle. There's a light on the horizon for that. And we're going to talk about that. That's one of the reasons we're here. But let's uh, look at a few specifics. I I noticed in the news that aluminum and tin can now be recycled at the Dundee Dog Park. That's brand new. Tell me about that. That is brand new. When the county and the town of Silvercliff and Westcliff lost the recycling 
services from the Upper Arkansas Council of Government, all the bins were removed. And the only thing that we were able to keep going was aluminum and tin cans, only because Tenacious Unicorn Ranch volunteered to jump right in and keep things going as best as possible, providing horse trailers and hauling the aluminum tin to remanufacturers out of the area. And they are a working ranch, and it's put a drain on them, even though they would be the last to say that. And so Dundee Dog Park has had a program called Cans for Canines, and it's just not been a well-known, well-publicized project that they've had going for a couple of years now. And the double opportunity was to ease the workload for Tenacious Unicorn Ranch, um, to move the trailers from the landfill over to the park, and Dundee Dog Park volunteers will maintain the sorting of the cans if people put them in the wrong trailer, and they will also provide the truck for hauling the uh, cans to a remanufacturer. And Dundee will get the profits for that? They will. The proceeds from the sale of the cans after, you know, it covers their costs for hauling and such will then be used to keep the pay the water bills and any other maintenance that they have at the park. They've got lots of plans for the future to do new, other things. Okay, that's good. And I know Tenacious Unicorn Ranch when they stepped forward, you and I talked right about that time, and you were uh, over the moon that, that they volunteered because it, it's hard to find somebody to do those things. Yeah, and and who has the experience, and they're very knowledgeable in recycling, and so it was just perfect, but it was time to give them a break. Let's talk about a couple other things. Uh, cardboard uh, seems one of the flagships here. It seems quite efficient. I know on Friday... You can see a team of people crushing those down. Right. And between Amazon and Chewy's, there has to be a ton of cardboard in the valley. There is a lot of cardboard in the valley and a lot of people moving in with cardboard boxes. So moving boxes. Yep. And so that's has grown to the point where the building, where the bailing of the cardboard is no longer adequate. Where does the cardboard end up after it's bailed? It gets transported or hauled to a mill in Oklahoma, I believe. Oh, wow. Now, I noticed my favorite bin out there, the big blue bin, is no longer around. That was for junk mail, for paper. Angel of Chavano was the They loaned us that bin years and years and years ago, and we out at the landfill, would haul that bin when it was full up to Poncha Springs, unload it, and then bring it back. And so it was a trade. There was no revenue from that paper. But Angela Chavanaugh is now shut down. Mm -hmm. That's unfortunate. A lot of that could end up in the landfill, and that's not a good thing, I know. Let's talk a little bit about the light at the end of the tunnel. I understand that the county has received quite a sizable recycling grant from, uh, is it the state? 
Yes, it's the Colorado State Department of Public Health and Environment. Tell us a bit about the timing on the grant and what folks might anticipate seeing over the next year or so. Well, the grant is for the funding, the state funding year, which goes from July 1 of 2021 to June 30th of 2022. And during that time, we will be building a 40 by 80 steel structured building that will be a recycling facility at the landfill that will take aluminum cans, tin cans, newspaper, regular paper like office paper and Mm -hmm. such, and cardboard with the potential in the future for it to take plastic. And so we projected in the grant that the building would be in operation sometime in October for people to start bringing their recyclables. And then all of those will be bailed by a new horizontal baler that was be, will be purchased with the grant and um, can be saved for large quantities to be hauled to remanufacturers. And then there's a second phase that we hope to get subsequent funding to purchase a a glass crusher and do glass recycling starting in 2023. Glass is particularly interesting. It can take 4,000 years to decompose, but it's, if handled right, it's 100% recyclable. Correct. (laughs) So that's a good thing to do. How did the grant come about? Did the commissioners lobby or your group, how, how did it work? The mission of High Country Recycling is not to provide services, but to raise awareness and education. And so we're on the mailing list for a lot of opportunities for recycling, and one of them is the mailing list for whenever grants come out. So as soon as we became aware of the availability of this grant, we notified the landfill and got together with Brian Lockhart, landfill manager, and Dennis Spreaker, who is the person that's in charge of the cardboard recycling at the landfill, and said that we would definitely go for this grant. So we put our heads together, and there were a lot of volunteers that got involved and critiqued the grant as we moved along. We did some visits. We visited Angela Chavano and Poncha Springs before they shut down, got a lot of technical assistance there and uh, submitted the grant. Well, congratulations on it uh, being successful. That's very important for the community. If all of that stuff ends up in the landfill, the landfill will be out of business a lot sooner than we'd like to see it. And then the solutions become more expensive for the community, I suspect. A lot more expensive. A couple key questions before we run out of time. You've got what sound to be great plans for the near-term future, but what about in the interim over the next handful of months when that's not available? Are there options for those of us who recycle to take things to Pueblo or down the hill somewhere? The nearest place, I guess, that I can recommend is in Pueblo, and it's called Pueblo Works. And I don't remember the exact address, but it's on Stockyard Road. And it's important that you look up the information online because they're only open certain hours 
on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Cardboard's good here. You can still take your plastic to Altitude Community Fitness. You can take your electronics to either PBRO or Oak Disposal Services. And PBRO also takes appliances. The Valley Ace Hardware will take used paint. And they'll also take your household and power tool batteries. So we've got some things going on. Okay. What would you say to convince folks out there who don't recycle to join the recycling wave? The most important thing that you might think about is the bottom line, which is money for some people. For some people, it's the environment. But if it's money, you will eventually cause problems for the landfill, and it's going to cost you a whole lot more to throw, have your waste picked up or throw your waste if you take it to the landfill, or we'll just be without a county landfill. What else should folks know out there? Every Friday, there are volunteers that go out to the landfill to help bale cardboard. And if you're interested in helping out, you should call the landfill in the mornings, talk to Dennis Spreaker, and he can let you know if he needs help that week. There is a potential another mini crisis coming up, and that is that a lot of people recycle their cardboard at Oak Disposal in their big roll-off there, and evidently they only have one truck that can pull that big roll-off to the landfill, and it is out of commission. And we don't know if they are going to get it repaired. So there may be limited cardboard recycling just at the landfill and not any longer at Oak. So people should be aware that that may be happening. If folks had questions, is there a contact for High Country Recycling? That would be me. (laughs) And you can email us at highcountryrecycling at gmail.com. I guess I can give out my phone number. It's 719-371-0005. Joni, thanks for coming by and updating us on recycling, and congratulations on the huge grant. It sounds like it'll uh, yield some really positive results. Well, we hope so, and you'll be seeing a lot of information that's going to be coming out, and we will be providing a survey as of, June 1, and we're encouraging everyone to fill that out and get it back to us. Great. We've been visiting with Joni Liebman, coordinator of High Country Recycling, which is under the 501c3 umbrella of Sustainable Ways. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 